This is the Australian Hunting Podcast, hunting, shooting and fishing radio on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the host of the show, Jason Selms. Welcome back to AHP. Thanks for joining me. I do appreciate your time. Today I'm talking with IDF Trainings RV Yemeni on self-defense. Now you might have remembered about a year ago, RV was on the Sunrise program uh, talking about the courses IDF Training was offering about getting people skilled in self-defense and using firearms uh, in those training courses. Now, we talked to Arvi about what happened with the police. Uh, we talk about the state of play in Victoria in regards to the gangs, such as the Apex gang going around in Victoria, uh, what he thinks would solve the situation. We talk about self-defense with pepper spray, firearms, and everything in between. It was a really, really good show. I enjoyed talking to Arvi. He's got an interesting perspective on self-defense, uh, an interesting perspective on how to deal with these particular crimes and making sure people are punishable. Uh, so it was a great show, so I hope you enjoyed. Of course, thanks to everyone that donates to the show. If you want to check us out, australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Of course, also, if you want to send me a voicemail, you want to play it on the Straight Shooting Podcast, email me at australianhuntingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, check out the Facebook page when we do do straight shooting. We love having people call up. So continually check back to the Australian Hunting Podcast Facebook page. Send us a message on Facebook or the email if you'd like to be part of the show to discuss a specific topic uh, with myself, Muzz, or possibly Justin when he is here during the show. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Without further ado, let's get into my interview, Self-Defense with IDF Trainings, RV Yemeni. This is Aaron from Shooting Stuff Australia. You'll listen to Australia's number one hunting, shooting and fishing podcast. Avi Yemeni, welcome to the Australian Hunting Podcast. Thanks for joining me. I do appreciate it. We're going to have a chat about self-defense and a few other things today, mate. So thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for having me, mate. No worries. Appreciate it. I know you've been uh, pretty popular at the moment uh, on Facebook, and I've been following uh, a lot of your posts, and you've been on a, doing a lot of uh, TV and stuff like that, mate. So I guess first question is, tell us about Arvi uh, for people that I guess might not know who you are and what you do. All right. So, yeah, in short, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a, quite a noisy little man. <laughs> um, I've, uh, I started the IDF training center in, in, uh, we started with one in Melbourne. Now we've got another one in the, in the, in the CBD and we're coming to Brisbane, hopefully this year too. Um, so known for the Krav Maga, I, I'm military background from Israel. Um, I was a sharpshooter in the IDF in the Golani brigades. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm also very opinionated. So that's a side little project I have going. Um, I'm probably uh, best known for my strong stances towards uh, uh, politics, um, and guns is one of them. Exactly, mate. Tell us about that. What's your experience uh, in firearms? So look, I'm, I'm 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 by no means a firearms expert. Um, I did host, and I will be hosting more courses here with Israeli tactical shooting. Um, obviously, I know what I know from my military service. Um, and I, I'm, I, you know, I'm decent at what I do there, but, uh, uh the, the kind of training we want, wanted to offer here was a little bit of that, but more the pistol training, um, which we ran a few courses here and my, look, my stance towards firearms in general, um, I, I find in Australia, the conversation is, is wrong. Um, often people, you know, people compare 
oh, look what, uh, uh, you know, our, our gun laws are obviously working so well because uh, look at America, for example. They always use America as an example. Yeah, they do. And I, I, I just think it's, it's, it's an unfair example. Why doesn't anyone ever compare Israel, for example? Um, Israel... There, there are a lot of guns in circulation, and and you know you're, you're talking about um, uh, M4s. Is a thousand in, in the population? It's got to be one of the highest armed populations, and you don't see the mass shootings that you see in um, in America. And there's a reason for that. It's 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 regulations and it's uh, licensing and it's training. Um, respect for the firearms. I don't agree that we should have a, a, a policy like America where you can just go and buy a gun. I don't think that. I think that, uh, but at the same time, I would love to have a firearm to to be able to protect my family. Um, everybody knows which you know where the world's heading, or anyone whose head's not in the sand. Um, you, you, you want to, and you want to know that uh, people who have firearms are well-trained. Um, and, and in Victoria, look in Victoria, I don't know where you're based, but if you look in Victoria, gun crime is at its highest it's ever been. Mm. We're, see, people, we're seeing the Apex gang, aren't we? We're seeing, you know, yeah, running around, yeah. all those sort of things. Now, they're pop, and they're also popping up with firearms lately. Yesterday or two days ago, there was a robbery right in my area here, and there was an illegal firearm there. So uh, it's, it, it's easy to simplify the whole argument by comparing us to America. It's wrong. Yeah, no, I agree. Do you think there's a huge difference? I mean, from obviously you being over from Israel, I've got a good friend who's Israeli as well, a really nice guy, and um, we have chats here and there, and he said he used to carry a pistol. This was you know, obviously a long time ago, but we have yep. chat, chats about it and stuff like that. Obviously, I think he was in the services too. I'm not sure over there. Is it mandatory, I think, is it, or am I, am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, it is mandatory, but you can, you can, you know, you can be a mechanic. You don't have to be a, a fighter. Right, gotcha. Yeah, and you were saying, what's the okay? Just being the differences, what would you say? I mean, obviously, you being over from Israel as well, between coming from here and going to there, what are the huge differences you're seeing that stand out for you based on the two countries in regards to their firearms ownership? So, so I think I, I think in Australia, there's just really um, misinformation, misunderstanding. You know, people are just people think firearm, and they you know start shaking and going into, um, and they think that some that 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 in Australia we've got everything, we've got it all right. Um, the the community, so the general community don't hold firearms in Israel. Um, you have to be well trained, and it's and it's not easy to get a license, um, but everybody respects it. And I think in Australia there's also a lack of respect. The, the reason why criminals here use it so easily. In such a, you know, uh, in such a fashion, even like America, that there's no respect. There's there's a low, a very low respect to it, and that's why I feel you see that sort of behaviour with firearms. Whereas in Israel, everybody knows what it is. Everybody understands it. Everybody respects it. Everybody's had, you know, even if you are a mechanic in the army, you learn how to fire. You know, you learn how to operate a firearm, or at least a basic understanding of it. Um, and you, you kind of, it's, 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 you would think, you would think that would make, uh, 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 firearm or crime higher, but it doesn't, it, it actually lowers it. I believe it, it makes, it, it gives people this, um, this ongoing respect, understanding of it. So here it's kind of like an illegal toy. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's interesting because I, and I talk to a lot of my listeners as well, and they say, you know, what really upsets sets them, and I know it's, I think it's worldwide, especially where you can't have firearms or really anything like you know in Australia for self defence. I mean, I think WA, Western Australia, is pretty draconian gun laws, but surprisingly, you can actually buy pepper spray. Whereas I'm in New South Wales. You're down in Victoria. I mean, we can't own these things for self-defence, but in saying that, two politicians have no problems uh, arming themselves up for self-defence, do they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, pol- politicians also get the, um, you know, they have their own guards that, that, that all carry firearms. So um, they don't practice one. Well. you know, I, I was running an event in, in Melbourne which had to get shut down for security reasons, and, um, you know, and there they had all the firearms in the world. Yeah, there is a problem, and and um, you got to understand in Israel as well. Um, when there is a, you know, like last year, there was a whole, there was probably six months where there was a spate of terrorism attacks, and the way the government responded to it was they started encouraging anyone that had a license for a firearm to carry, so they would rely because. Of, the bottom line is, and this is where Australians are, are living in a kind of fantasy. They, you don't understand. If there's a terrorist attack, which one day it'll it will come here. Um, it, it has hit here already, but I'm talking about uh, it'll come to a point, unless we really change things, uh, to something like Europe where it's happening more often. And the way that Israel deals with it is they encourage everybody that has a license that is licensed. And the reason why they encourage them is because they know that if you're a licensed firearm holder, you are trained to the level of military. You're trained to use it properly. Um, and if there is a terror incident around you, you are going to respond to it properly. And uh, that's exactly what happens. And that's how they that's how they uh, stop. You know, now you don't see it again. There haven't haven't been those uh, those terror attacks now for a few months. And that's from. And they were also encouraging at the same time uh, regular civilians to buy pepper spray and. Um, whatever it is to arm yourself, uh, these are better. Like uh, pepper spray is a is a defensive tool. They weren't they weren't encouraging people, for example, to carry knives because knives often they are the, probably the most dangerous weapons, and and uh, um, they often if you don't have you know the, uh, the the courage to use it properly um, or the know how, it, it it could uh, more often than not be used on you. Um, so something like pepper spray, which is just about, it, it's very basic of how to use it and it kind of sprays off a whole area and it gives you time, distance, all the things you kind of need in those situations. Um, they were encouraging civilians to do that. But the, the firearm is something that uh, if you work with the community, um, I think that we could get a firearm policy. I think we will need a firearm policy change at, at some point. Yeah. Do you um, think it's going to change, though? Do you think, think as in, in if something serious, because our go- it's so it's so I, funny, isn't it? The difference between the Israeli government and the Australian government when something I, I, happens, I, I, you know, not, it's not it's not going to take one incident. You know, we had yep. Sydney siege. It's not going to take one incident. It's going to take, um, uh, you know, Europe style, and then it, it's going to take daily base a, a daily attack for a while, for um, you know lobbying from a side, the side that cares and the common sense side to go, all right, guys, we've had enough. I wish it would take less than that, but it won't. I, I, it, the mentality we have here in Australia, it's going to be the, um, 
the light reaction instead of uh, it's going to be the uh, defensive instead of offensive sort of mm. response. I agree. But, uh, it's, it's different in regards to what what Israel's telling their uh, citizens to do. Look, you got Israel's got experience, mm. and uh, I, I wish Australia learnt from Israel. You know, and a number of things. If you look at uh, Australia is slowly picking things up. Uh, we started with the, the Israeli tactical shooting here, and uh, which sparked uh, questions of Victoria Police of why they're not doing that sort of training for for uh, for their police uh, here. Um, and straight away, they quickly started to now. now since we started, they've uh, actually uh, implemented their new tactical shooting, which is. Um, it's a whole, you know, any cops that I know from in Victoria, it's 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 a different way of operating. It's moving forwards instead of uh, always uh, finding cover. Um, they they change they've changed that, so they are they are understanding on certain levels that we should be looking at countries like Israel for you know from from learn from their experience. Um, will they, you know? Will they pick up from Europe? It doesn't look like they are, so... Looking for a big weekend? Australia's biggest sports shooting and outdoor event, the SSAA Shot Expo, is now even bigger. With hunting gear and outdoor equipment from the world's biggest names, plus demonstrations, talks and entertainment for the whole family. Over 150 displays, one location, the SSAA Shot Expo. Melbourne Showgrounds, May 20th and 21st. Book online or pay on the day. Visit shotexpo.com.au for sponsors and the full program. Are you looking to buy a new or used firearm? Do you want to sell that safe queen to fund your next purchase? Then go to OzGunSales.com. We have over 200 registered firearms dealers Australia-wide and thousands of shooters using the site daily. There are over 2,500 firearms listed, so you're certain to find exactly what you're looking for. We have over 50 years of firearms industry experience, including eight years online. So why wouldn't you advertise with us? The one and only genuine original Ozguns. It's interesting that, you know, as what is it, the Israeli, what, what they want their citizens to do and what they tell them to do. But Australia, our response from our government officials, RV, is to like, what happened, let's say, for an example, with the Lint Cafe siege. You have the anti-gunners coming out saying we need to get rid of the legal guns because for God knows what reason. I mean, that, that's their answer is to take away my rights to gun ownership, not deal with gun crime or, or, or you know, terrorist yeah. issues. Yep. You know why? They're, why they're, is that? Why do they do that? And when your government is saying no, nope, uh, you know, you need to get yourself it's, armed. It's easy. It's easy to point at someone who's doing something that you can categorize. You can go, "He's a gun owner. I know he's got a gun. Let's take the gun around." But it's hard to turn around and go, "Oh, let's get all the illegal guns because they're not licensed. They're not listed anywhere." So it 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 makes it easy. They they're bl- and they're blaming the tools, not the people. You know, it's not politically correct to start uh, profiling the type of people that are holding firearms, illegal firearms. Um, whereas it's easy to go. That's it, it's it, it, there's a number of issues there, and I'm with you 100%. Stop targeting legal gun owners. The, the legal gun owners are the people that that are doing everything by the book. They're never going to be a problem. How did you uh, end up in Australia from Israel? How did you decide well, one I, day? I, I grew up here. I served in the army there. Um, 
uh, my family's obviously Israeli, but I grew up, I was born the night we moved from uh, Sydney to Melbourne. <laughs> right, um, I, right. I really didn't want to be a Sydney boy. That's that's what I take from that. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with Sydney, Harvey? I live um, in Sydney. <laughs> uh, I, I lived there for a bit. I, I did my time. <laughs> I've done Where 35 years. Oh, just Western Sydney, you know, near Parramatta, not far from Parramatta. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I worked in Parramatta for a bit. Yeah, right, Parramatta, right. Blackstown, all that. Yeah, those, yeah. Uh, I grew up next to Blacktown in Marion uh, for about 23 years, actually, yeah. Uh, I think you should be allowed to carry a firearm living around there. <laughs> It's not that. Hey, it used to be. I've, you know, Arvi, what I've noticed very interestingly, back when I was at school, you know, I left school in what, year 12, 1998, you know, but from the late 80s, you know, even early 90s, I've just, I did, I used to talk, I was actually telling my mum just a few days ago over Christmas, you know, what happened to this, it's not as bad as I think it is, you know, but I have noticed a massive change over, you know, 20 years. I worked there, oh, what am I, 30, so it was like, uh, maybe 15 years ago. Yep, yep. It was a dump. <laughs> oh, come on, that's, my, that's where I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, to, look, one thing I'm known for is Honesty. saying what I, I'm saying. Whether it's uh, for the good or for the bad, I say what I, what's on my mind. And uh, hey, you wouldn't be the first person. Don't worry, you wouldn't be the first person to say that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no. So I, I volunteered, and uh, and then I came back here, and obviously we started the IDF. I started that with my with my wife, and uh, it kind of took its own own journey. We started, we did the tactical shooting a couple times. Um, I'm planning, hopefully, to do that this year again. Um, with that, I'm I'm looking at different options because uh, Victoria became a bit of a pain in my ass. Yeah. Um. Just 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 because I don't actually I don't have a and if any of your listeners have uh, any answers for it, we can would be happy open you know to any suggestions. But yep. uh, in Victoria, we the problem we found is just politics. Not not even politics. It's just, basically the LRD were 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 suddenly. Uh, that, and they literally said it to me. It was basically the pressure because there was so much media attention on the courses we were running, um, and 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 the, the police, the the counterterrorism, they were doing all the checks for us. It was all it was all kosher um, for everyone involved, and anyone that was signing up to the courses was getting checked about five times in five different levels. Um, but they were obviously getting pressure, so they said they they changed the rule that it had to be. Um, licensed shooters only and uh, it, it became an issue and if I had my own uh, my own range my own, I, I would fight it but uh, to get a range on board unless you know they're just going to listen that they, they don't care that it's uh, so they basically they, shut you down is that what it is they, they, shut, they shut, shut the me down, down in Victoria unless we have licensed shooters um, I'm, I'm looking potentially at other states. So if any of your other states, I know Victoria is one of the worst. Um, it's one of the, you know, um, it's amazing that you can't conduct a legal, a legal business in training people because they think terrorists yeah. are going to be a training ground for terrorists. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm laughing at that because this sort of training, if anybody that understands it is, is it, it's, it's just not beneficial for a terrorist. A terrorist just needs to learn how to operate a firearm. And then his idea is to go around and shoot out as many people as he can within a uh, the, the smallest amount of time. Whereas what we're doing is teaching you 
how to pinpoint between people and to avoid uh, civilians. It's mm. it's the opposite to terrorism. No terrorist is going to pay six hundred dollars to <laughs> join a course that's going to make them less efficient. Yeah. Um. So yeah. No. If any of you listen, we're looking at, at potentially also running it in in uh, neighbouring countries that we can get cheap flights and doing week courses. Um. Something that are really uh may uh, piss off some of the uh, <laughs> detractors there that are that are love to scream and shout. Um, we might find a, a, a cheap, uh, you know, a, something that could work out even better, yeah. uh, cheaper to run and, and a bit more fun and a bit more uh, complex. But uh, we'll see. We're working on that. At the moment, I've opened a new gym in, in Melbourne CBD and I'm also looking at Brisbane. So got my hands full. So if any of your listeners uh, are keen on getting involved in any of it and they actually do have a solution that's uh, easier, we have the we have the trainers. We have the um, we have the people that want to do. I've got a waiting list from here, from here to Brisbane. I know. Um, do you think it's become? Well, I guess first first question, then a supplementary question. Why do you think self defense is important? And and do you think it's become since you've started, you're seeing more and more people getting into self defense courses, whether it's firearms or just basic, you know, sort of hand yeah. Look, combat? I think. I think people are just getting more aware that uh, we're not as safe. And in Australia, we're very restricted on what we can do for self-defense. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm saying, I understand. I get it that, uh, no, I don't understand. I'm realistic. I know we're not going to be carrying firearms for a very long time for self-defense. Stuff like pepper spray, defensive tools like pepper spray, I cannot get my head around why. Nobody's given me a good, decent reason. The reason they keep going back to is that they don't want more weapons on the street, which is the most foolish reason I can think of because you can jump on eBay and buy yourself pepper spray now. Anybody can illegally get pepper spray. Anybody. You don't even have to have a criminal network. You can jump online and order it to your house off legal sites that are not based in Australia. So, the only people that cannot get it are people that want to carry it as a defensive tool. And then on top of that, look at any country that there is pepper spray and tell me one country that it's legal, that it's being used by criminals. It doesn't happen because it's a shit. Sorry, mind my language, but it's, it's That's the worst. Right. It's the worst uh, tool to use as a, as a criminal. Think about it. Every time you go to do a, uh, you want to go rob someone, you got to get a new pepper spray. You got to invest in pepper spray. It doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. And and on top of that, with, with the crimes that we're seeing in Victoria, let's. I, I hope the apex gang here use pepper spray instead of the baseball bats. <laughs> I guess it's a bit. I, a bit of, <laughs> you're just not going to get physically damaged. Uh, yeah, I prefer to get a bit of spray in my eyes and uh, and 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 be a little bit uncomfortable than get a baseball bat across the head like some of the people have been getting. So there is no real logical explanation ex- except the fact that we live in a nanny state, and I think civilians and people are waking up to the idea. So self defence and courses and firearms and all this type of training is is starting to appeal to the general public more and more. And it will only become more and more um, uh, sought after. So, look, we're here. I'm here to provide the training as we can legally, and uh, we'll at the same time. I always I, I do both. I, I I 
you know, my organisation, we provide it. And on the other side, we lobby for changes, you know. And and mind you, as a businessman, uh, pepper spray may not be the best idea for me. Pepper spray uh, may cut down people's need for or, or urge to go learn self-defence. But I actually believe in it. I would like to carry pepper spray. doesn't matter what kind of uh, self-defence master you are. Every tool you can have to help you will help you. Let's say it was the ideal world, Arvani. What what uh, defensive tools would you recommend if you if you could have your way? Basically, I'd have a pistol for sure. I'd carry a firearm for self defence, one hundred percent. But in saying that, I want people need to understand when I say that I would I would I would demand that any sort of program where firearms could be held for self defence, it would be with the top training in the world it would have to be you would have to qualify you would have to obviously all the checks but on top of that you you know in israel i believe there is a civilian to carry a firearm there has has to shoot more than a uh, victorian police officer does in his whole training per year per year so that's the kind of that's that, that that's the and and that's what I would do. I would carry a firearm and I would do the training and I would practice and I would I would put it put in a hundred percent because I believe in it. I believe in the fact that it's not only about defending myself. I'm I, I believe in the in, in the idea that if I am in a place and time that there is an attack of any sort, that I am able to do something. Yeah, exactly. What about um? Like, yeah, obviously in Victoria, you got which we we read about a lot up here. Actually, the Apex Gang. I mean, what's RV Yemeni's prescription to to sort this issue out? I mean, we just saw the other day, RV. There was a guy at a uh, petrol station. He went and picked up one of the Bowsers, started to try and set it on on fire, which he couldn't do. He threw it down. He went and picked up another one. He couldn't get his lighter working. And then eventually, one of these awesome people that were down there picked up the, uh, yeah, the fire extinguisher. Yeah, fixed up the fire extinguisher. And tried to you know scare him off and just get him get him going. I mean, these are the sort of things that are happening just for no reason. I mean, why would you do that? And what's your prescription to sort this issue out? Yeah, so look, there's a, there's a number of uh, there's a number of issues there. Firstly, our, obviously, our immigration pro, uh, uh, policy is not working. Okay, I come from a, fa- a community of immigrants, but successful immigrants that worked and they're they're. they're uh, they they contribute to society. We have a problem of importing um, cultures that are just that, that are they're they're either starting out like that or they're ending up like that for whatever reason. So that's one thing we need to tackle, and we need to take seriously without being politically correct. We need to actually just discuss it. Two is uh, in Victoria at least our justice system is a joke half these kids you're seeing on uh, in the papers um or on tv they have been charged and recharged and charged again and every time they go in they're out by afternoon and i know this because i have a I, I have a lot to do with um a lot of the reporters that that report these things and, and the police it is beyond a joke in victoria the justice system then on top of that, we were, we it just got announced the new police. We had a problem with policing. We didn't have enough police to respond. What if I, I had at one point I had uh, I did a story with um, a victim of the apex when it was in the beginning, and 
we actually had his iPad that he'd got attacked. He got jumped on. He got stomped on by five of them, smashed with baseball bats. And his iCloud was pinging that you could see where his iPad, where his iPad was, oh, meaning yeah. you had a location live of where they are. We put, we had the sergeant on the phone. He goes, "Look, mate, we, we, we literally don't have the numbers to 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 follow it up at the moment. Um, we'll we'll probably head there in the next week or so." You bloody kidding me? Next this week. Is, this is yeah. This is the response we were having. Now they've they've. They've just announced more police. Maybe we won't have that problem. Don't know. But there are a number of issues here. There needs to be tougher penalties, proper refugee, uh, you know, to, to deal with the problem. If we can't handle the intake of, of cultures that are clashing cultures, if we can't handle them, don't bring them. If we, and, and currently we, we cannot handle it. These are people that come from war-torn situations and then they come here and they've got nothing. There's no, you know, they just turn to crime and they, they, now they're a gang and the, and, and, and the, um, the justice system can't handle it as in they, these kids are laughing at us because they don't give it, they don't even care to go to jail, but they're not even going to jail half the time. Mm. So it's, we've got to get serious on all fronts. And, uh, we need like a zero policy like they did in New York, Giuliani, uh, Bought it in and uh, watch how crime just goes right down. Yeah, there was big changes, wasn't there? Rudy Giuliani went back to twenty four seven trading, and he gave him one opportunity. If you if you screw up, you're going to be in prison for That's a very right. long time. And I was there after that, and it was it, I felt I felt safer in the Bronx than I did in bloody uh, some of the good areas in Melbourne nowadays. I know it's it's interesting, isn't it? How I, I see this a lot that. You know, like in, obviously you know about Port Arthur in '96. You know they they said, yep. yeah, we've got to do something. So one person did something wrong. Uh, many, many, Everybody hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people paid for that mistake. They basically blame people like me that are firearms owners, which is ridiculous. Yet we, if we were suffering this vilification, whether it's the 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 Muslim community, the gay community, doesn't matter. If we were saying these sort of things about these other minorities, mate, there'd be public out media outrage about these sort and of things. Half time half the time it's uh, it, when it comes to others it it, it, it is justified oh, you know like and they defend like, it they like, defend it yeah 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 i'm i'm with you and it's it's a disgrace and you know people look at you like you're some old white guy hillbilly that lives in <laughs> the, you know uh, too bad i break all the stereotypes when it comes to these uh so uh, these topics no, that we like it here on the australian hunting podcast don't worry about that <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it, the, the wrong people are paying for the crimes of mm. the same people we hate, you yeah, know, yeah. We, I love law enforcement training. I love to, I, I'm, I'm best friends with a lot of guys in law enforcement. This is a, you know, I, I don't like the people that do the crimes. Um, and uh, for us to be paying it, and, and it's also counterintuitive just for the fact that we could be as civilians used on the front line of defence. Absolutely, it's Especially a totally, totally when, different uh, change in thinking, isn't it, compared to what? If that's the right, it's mindset, and that's why I'm telling you, none of this is going to change until until it becomes a daily occurrence where Australians just realise how powerless we really are. I said this to some people the other day, Avi. I said it's only people think like the Lint Cafe, like and people say, well, if he 
if you know Man Monis had this type of if he had like an Adler, which is the controversies about. Yes, I said he yes. didn't. Don't worry about the Adler, he, which I would love a pump shotgun. He had a pump shotgun, which was uh, a banned in 1996. He did have the firearms that were not supposed to be on the street. If he wanted to That's kill right. a lot of people, he simply would have done that. There's nothing stopping him. He could have killed as many, but it was a bit of a political statement. We see what happened. But if he wanted to walk in there and he wanted to kill everyone in that room, he simply would have done that. We've seen that at the Parramatta shooting, which you, the young guy at the Parramatta shooting. I mean, if he wanted to go in there and shoot as many people as he could with the, the amount of bullets that he had, that's what he would have done. It's just that that's simple. Right. But they're making a bit of a political statement. So do you think, and I say this to people a lot, Avi, I say, listen, yeah, it's only a matter of time, which is, I hope it doesn't, but I know it is only a matter of time if I'm being serious with myself before we get someone, like you've seen them over the Charlie Hebdo attacks. These people are serious. We see them run over people in... Um, France, we saw just the shooting just the other day, didn't we, in uh, Tur- right. Turkey? Yep. I mean, this is it's only a matter of time before it happens here. It's sad for me to actually say that. And it really pains me to say that, but that that's what's going to happen. And, and hopefully it's not too late for Australia to do something, with, at least with give us some self-defence, right, where the government starts helping us and starts seeing us as their I'm, Look, helper. I'm feeling hopeful that the political landscape is changing. Um, and, uh, that, you know, who knows? These days it's hard to know. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, um, and I think as a community we stick together and uh, we, voice, we keep voicing and pointing out the, uh, the truths. Yep. And uh, hopefully one day we get those rights. You're right. Mate, to just tell us quickly as well, just before you, before you go, I want to talk about – I mean, we didn't talk about much about the business, so I want to find out what training you do, where can people go, what do they do, what courses can you run, what can you help them in self-defence, what type of self-defence, what courses they're available. Yeah, no drama. So the, 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 what we're known for is the Krav Maga, the Israeli Army Close Quarter Combat. Um, so it's a reality-based self-defense, a street self-defense, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's Israeli army system. It is where the Israeli tactical shooting also comes from. It's part of the same syllabus. That's why they're, they're interconnected. It's all part of the self-defense or the law enforcement uh, um, kind of training. Um, we run at the moment in Melbourne CBD or Caulfield in Melbourne. We have two, two uh, locations at the moment. Um, our next plan, which I'm hopefully going to launch something before I go to Israel next month, um, we're, we're looking to uh, expand to Brizzy. I know we have a lot of uh, uh, following of people that want to get into this training. Um, and in addition to that, we want to do the uh, firearm training. So the, the tactical shooting, hopefully this year, I'll get a couple of courses going again. I know there are so many people waiting, um, anxiously waiting for us to, to uh, open up one of the courses. Uh, so hopefully I get some time uh, this year that it's easy enough to uh, put together. Um, so 2017 hopefully is a good one for all of us. <laughs> what was the response like when you started running the? Uh, I mean, obviously not media response. I'm talking people ringing up to actually oh, do the mate, courses. Oh, like I big... said, I have a waiting list from here to Brisbane for these shooting courses. There is phenomenal. Um, it was a phenomenal response. I didn't. I, I couldn't imagine it. I didn't even think. And you know, we're talking about you know from people from all corners of society, you know, some from uh, 20-year-old women to, you know, 60-year-old men that from, you know, lawyers to to farmers that wanted to get involved in this. It, it was across the board. Um, there is interest in it. And, I don't, you know, people are also just a little bit of a challenge. 
Um, it's not only for the self-defense. Obviously, we don't carry firearms in, in Australia for self-defense. So it's also something to know. Mm. Mate, last question to finish off. This is a good one. Just a couple of minutes. Uh, we always got to finish off with some type of story. No doubt you'd have plenty of maybe a, a personal accomplishment, something that you might find interesting in your life, uh, a bit of a story about it. I don't know, maybe a self-defense story. Is anything oh, ever I got, happened to I got, you? I've got or? a story. So when, when, when I was in... Um when I was in, uh, I served in most of my, my military service was in the Gaza Strip, and we'd, um, we'd, I used to have this, so my, my wife now, she was my girlfriend at the time, she was in Australia, we had a long distance relationship for half my service, and they, they used to have this thing that Avi the Aussie, uh, that <laughs> there was a couple of words in between Avi and the Aussie, <laughs> but that. Avi was allowed to be, this was back then, you, we had to talk on the phone, so there was no Skype or anything. Our phone bills at the time were oof, bigger than my pay salary. Um, but I was always allowed on my phone, even while we were doing, except for when we went in, in on missions, but uh, when we were doing patrols, the, the vehicle patrols, I was allowed on my phone. And uh, we had one of these uh, army trucks that I would set up a bed at the back, and I would lie down, and I, I would like, I would come out when they called me. I was a sharpshooter, so I, I got to see a little bit of action. And um, every time they would call me out, I'd, I'd get off the phone, do my work, boom, come back, lie down. Then uh, one of the days we got ambushed, and I didn't even realise. I was lying there just in my conversation, and um, my my missus at the time, she was, uh, she goes, is everything all right? I think, are, are they shooting? And you just, you know, anyone that served, <laughs> anyone that served kind of, you kind of, get used to the sound of uh of, of uh, <laughs> a war zone and um i'm like oh sh- i can hear the ting 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 of the the, the 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 bullets hitting the um the truck and i'm like oh crap and i look and i put i stick my head out the back and i see so when when you do the patrols you when you're ambushed like that they're meant to park on a 45 degree angle that way um, the the person on the the people in the back can kind of catch cover when they're when they're jumping out. Um, but this driver uh, he wasn't a fighter because we were on the Israel side of the border, so they used different drivers. He just uh, I think he crapped himself and he just stopped the vehicle and, and jumped out. So I was kind of looking out. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. I can just see it hitting you know the little. Uh, the bullets hitting the ground and you just see the little uh the dust i'm like no nah, i'm not taking that then then uh maybe 10 20 seconds later i see an rpg hit about 20 meters away shit i'm like okay i'm taking this jump and i'm swearing in every bloody language i knew at the time i threw my phone down i'm jumping out the truck and i head over at sand, uh, sand dune and i just load up put my m4 on automatic i didn't even know where i was aiming at that adrenaline got me anyways we (laughs) we, uh we we took care of uh the guys on the other side they use this little uh till gill which is like a little missile it was actually uh, fun to watch you see the uh terrorists running and trying to take cover and and the missile just stops above them and just goes right into the uh the ditch and they were all uh, they were all sorted. And as I get into the car, so it's probably about 15 minutes later, I get back into the back of the truck, and my phone's still on. 
my missus was there the whole time. <laughs> she was on the line. She, she was still, still listening to what's going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> she was listening on. And uh, yeah, and then when she came to visit in Israel, we uh, we got a uh, we got a photo in the like right in front of that exact truck because what I'd found out later um, is that the only part of the truck, so there's you could see all the marks from the big uh, the um, the big. The, Thing. So basically the, what I found out at the end is that the only part of the truck that wasn't uh, protected, that's not bulletproof, is the is where your legs go, which is where I set up my bed lying down. So I've, I changed my uh, – I became a little bit more professional after that day. Yeah, right. Mate, what's it like in that respect too? I mean, do you, did you – I guess first question, did you enjoy yourself in the Israeli army? And Love second, the service. It's, yeah. Look, it's, it's, it's a different kind of – it's not like – it's not – it's – it's not a professional army like Australia or like the US. Everyone there is, uh, you know, have to be there. So, which has its good parts and its bad, like anything, pros and cons. Um, but it is like a community. Um, and for me at the time, it was very, very good. I was a little bit of a trouble kid. Um, so for me, you know, you learn to take orders, whether you like it or not. I learned the hard way. And, um, and then you just learn to respect things. You know, just that one incident that I, you know, it's a bit of a funny thing to laugh at now. At the time, it was, uh, it, it got my heart shaking and pumping and, you know, it's, uh, it, but it gives you life tools that you'll never get yeah. anywhere. Any any, any sh- issues coming back? And a lot of people, you know, they come back if they've, you know, had to, had to do certain things, you know, to in the in the art of war, so to speak. Where they struggle to, you know, integrate back into the daily life. Did you have any issues with that? Oh, look, no? I'm I'm lucky. I, I, you know, I have PTSD, but not necessarily only from my uh, military. I think my childhood was probably more of an issue. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of friends that that uh, suffered different uh, levels of thing, and uh, mental health is one of those one of those things that all these uh, situations kind of uh, hit people in different ways. Um, but I've been lucky. You know, mm. I'm, I can function. I'm I'm good, um, and yeah, people need to remember any, anyone that served. Just 100% respect the Aussies. I know a lot of my Aussie mates that have served in Iraq, Afghanistan, and good on them. Yep, mate. If they want to go to the, if you know it off by heart, I'm hoping you do, or a phone number. People want to ring you up, or they want to get in contact with your people to do courses and book in and all that sort of good stuff. Well, how do they how do they do that? So they can go to the website idftraining.com.au. Um, so that's Israeli Defence Force training, um, and uh, or one three hundred eight five eight two six five is our national number. Yep. Any final advice or anything? Any final words to finish off that you would like to tell my listeners? We get about oh, last month was about forty four thousand, so we've got a quite quite a nice. good listenership here. So any any final advice for those people that are especially about self defence and, and and your business? Uh, look, just uh, get in touch. You're interested. You want to know more? Just. Uh, Hit me up on Facebook. I have my private Facebook account, uh, Avi Yamini. Um, you, you, you'll find it easily. Uh, it's the one where there's a lot of noise. <laughs> I've seen a few uh-huh. sponsored posts there, Avi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I make sure I make sure to, that I'm noticed and people know. So that, that's what it comes down to. People need to, um, you know, we get drowned out a lot by the other side and we need to be as loud. So if something matters, stand up for it. Absolutely. Ava Yemeni joins me here on the Australian Hunting Podcast to talk about Israeli defence, IDF training and self-defence. Avi, I really appreciate your time coming on the show today. I know you're busy and I'm glad we've been able to do it. So thanks very much. Thanks for having me, mate. Take care.
You've been listening to an episode of the Australian Hunting Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.